was bad with Sasha. But that was so wild and, and crazy and sudden. It was hardly sudden with Bray. But it was. Your first sight. And you didn't tell him all this time? Not until I saw that it had grown into something really strong for him, too. Maybe it has. Maybe Ebony was forcing him. Does that look like he's being forced? Welcome to episode 50 of Conversation on Eagle Mountain, a podcast about the tribe. I'm your host, Lance, and joining me on the podcast panel today is Liz. Hello. Sabine. Hi. And Maggie. Hi. With episode notes done by Matt and myself. So episode 50, the screenplay was done by Carrie Rose. It was directed by Costa Boats. And the episode synopsis were read out by Liz. Jack believes he's uncovered the secret to the mysterious formula, but he has a hard time convincing the others to go along with his hunch since it means potentially leaving the mall for good. Amber remains on edge after seeing the helicopter footage of Bray and Ebony together. Meanwhile, Ebony attempts to instill doubt of Amber's true feelings into Bray's head. <laughs> remains on edge <laughs> yeah that's what i was thinking i'm like on edge that's a nice putting it lightly <laughs> yeah <laughs> i like that okay panelists <laughs> jump straight to amber because oh <laughs> on everyone's mind <laughs> Ooh, boy. okay deep breath <clears throat> amber channels her inner bray and gets increasingly sulky in this episode snapping at everyone Reinforcing the notion that this is survival now and that they all need to make the hard decisions. And we see her torturing herself by replaying the video footage of Bray and Ebby at the hotel over and over again. Trudy tries to comfort her and is shocked when Amber admits the true nature of her feelings for Bray and how they differ from how she felt about Sasha. So panel, uh, yeah, first big question. What did you make of Amber's attitude in this episode? Ah, uh, little brat. Yes, that's the word. <laughs> That's the word. A little brat who got her favorite toy taken away. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm not going to lie. Seeing Amber react this way to Bray's perceived betrayal kind of now makes... Okay, even though I hate the Amber Resurrection storyline, hate it with the fire of a thousand suns. <laughs> if this is her reaction to thinking someone cheated on her, suddenly Amber letting everyone think she was dead kind of seems in character. <laughs> Yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah. I agree. Like, 100%. Yeah, I can now. It's very dramatic. So irrational and mm -hmm. just, okay, I, I, I get you're in pain, but damn. Yeah. Whoo, boy. Um, I don't really have anything for her. I don't really have a defense for her. I'm I don't like, either. Duct tape her to mm -hmm. a chair in her room. She's <laughs> no use to anybody. Gag her. Gag her. You got to gag her, too, because she can't be allowed to say anything. Like, at least when she was, you know, upset about Sasha, um, she stayed to herself. She didn't try to inflict that mm -hmm. on anybody. Um, and it's like, okay, it's fine. You need to, she's not really harming anybody if she's sitting in her room being sad. Yeah. But this, she wants to lash out at everybody. She wants everyone to feel what she's feeling because she's hurt. 
and mm-hmm. uh, she's taking any opportunity she can to stab at someone because of it, you know. And I guess it's because with Sasha, Sasha didn't betray her; he just left. But this is he cheated on me. I trusted him, and he cheated on me. I didn't see this coming. I've been blindsided, and uh, yeah, she's just pissed off at the world. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. I definitely feel sorry for anyone that crosses her path. I know. She's, we didn't do it. We weren't at the pool, Amber. <laughs> right. <laughs> We're all in here trying to survive with you. <laughs> I think at this point, everyone wishes Amber had been the one taken by Ebony instead of Bray. Oh, man. Though, I have to admit, she proves that she's a perfect fit for him in, sul- in ways of sulkiness. Oh, yeah. I mean, if there's only, if there's any one good thing I could say about it, like, it'd just be the writing of her character and the fact that if they didn't show that Amber can be just as messed up as anybody else, then she would come across as kind of a Mary Sue, you know, just Mm -hmm. perfect and does everything right. And she doesn't like, I do think this is important for her character to show that, yeah, she can be just as much a jerk as anybody if you press the right buttons. I think it's a part of Amber that people often forget. I don't think people forget it because Amber's got a bad reputation in the fandom, you know? And um, yeah. I kind of feel like this is the sort of stuff everyone remembers. Everyone seems to forget the good stuff Amber does and focuses on when she messes up. And that's how they kind of define her, you know? I mean, that's just my, my take, but um, I yeah, could be wrong. No, it's not like she's, she does it often. It's just these little moments mm-hmm. in time. And yeah, I think the fandom does latch onto it quite <laughs> big time. <laughs> because it's very out of character for her, you know? Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, I can't, I'm not going to fault anyone for no. like not liking this because oh no yeah <laughs> me neither it's it's definitely a bit much like we thought bray was a lot like he didn't go out of his way to intentionally hurt people where amber inserted herself into situations mm-hmm. so she could lash out yeah she's deliberately trying to cause pain in this yep <sighs> because she's hurting i had to laugh when she just sighed and called the boys computer nerds she doesn't get it no, but she just responds like they're not good, for, they're not useful for anything, you know. And then there's Trudy having to point out to her that these boys could be saving their lives with what they're doing. Yep, that's well, because Amber's not seeing straight right now. She's been hurt, and everything's clouded. I do like what it does for the story in the sense of people take Amber for granted as being the force of positive energy in their mm-hmm. lives. From the day one, Amber's been the one who's like, we can do this. We have to do it together. She's the one who's pulled people together. She's the one who's made people work together. She's been the optimist. She's been the one trying to see the good in every Mm -hmm. person in the tribe. So when she falls down, and this girl just went down a cliff. So like, Mm -hmm. I do feel she's judged unfairly for that because it's like when your true north is gone, you're just kind of lost in the woods. And you took that compass for granted. And now that the compass isn't working, it's like someone else has to step up to the bat and do it and take care of it. And um, so I do think Amber gets like sometimes an unfair rap because she's not allowed to screw up. She's not allowed to be like this, you know, even if it's only once in a while when other characters can be like this all the time. And the fans yeah. are like, oh, it's okay. That's just how they are, you know. Right. Um, I'm not, again, I'm not defending her this episode at all, but it Mm just made me think like the other characters are forced to take her place in trying to be the positive energy in the mall because Amber is like 
legit the opposite of herself and um now she's basically being the lex of the group i was just thinking mm-hmm. that yes the lex and, of the group yep and you're just like poor trudy and celine have to be amber together they have to join mm-hmm. forces like voltron <laughs> yeah and um yeah it's it's hard you can see the kids struggle with that uh like damn it is nice to see though that the other step up when sees this oh way. yeah it's nice to see that they can Yes, it's like the writers realize like they took advantage of the fact that if Amber or your white knight isn't there, who else could do it? And showing that other characters are capable of doing it, even if they're not driven to do it like Amber is, um, they are capable. And Trudy and Celine are keeping them all together. And yes. they're doing a great job, you know. And um, I even love how patient they're trying to be with Amber, recognizing mm-hmm. like, like last time when Sasha people weren't as patient with her no they just mm-hmm. expected her to get over it and do what they need her to do this time it's like you guys that's not fair she's having a rough time and she takes care of us when we're messed up and it's just our job to pick up the slack um but yeah yeah i probably would have to keep myself from throwing her down a pair of stairs i probably would have duct taped her to sit in a room like <laughs> right like i said you gotta butt. you gotta duct tape her mouth too because you can't listen to that either like, I know mm-hmm. you're upset. You have every right to be upset. You go be upset over there. <laughs> right. Yeah, but with Sasha, she, had, she did have an opportunity to go with him. Stay with him. If she wanted to, she could have gone with him. With Bray, however, he got taken by Ebony. Yeah, you know, and it then she sees, you know, that thing at the pool. Mm-hmm. And she doesn't know exactly what she's seeing. And then Trudy telling her what Trudy knows, you know. Like, it's just yeah. a culmination of things and emotions that she's feeling. Um, I, I feel for her in that sense, but I don't enjoy the way that she's expressing those emotions. Mm-hmm. As anger at every single person around her was just trying to pick up the slack and do what she normally does to keep everything going. She does, But they're also, like you said, they're tolerating her. And kudos mm-hmm. to them. Absolutely, that's that's great. Because I could, yeah, do it. I would have, yeah. It shows a lot of growth in them. Yeah, absolutely. That they recognize that hey, she's done this for us how many times? You know what I mean? And even though her behavior is intolerable, she's not the only person who's had intolerable behavior. <laughs> First mm-hmm. of all, it's true. It's true. How many of us has she had to deal with going through whatever it is we're going through all the time? And it's like. Mm-hmm. I like the fact that she's being treated like any other tribe mate who's going through a rough time. Like, okay, mm-hmm. fine. Zandra's allowed to lash out and be insufferable. Yeah, mm-hmm. everybody else is allowed to do it. So I do like how much they've grown to recognize that Amber is allowed to fall apart and lose it. And, yeah. Yeah, and they're able to work around it now. Yeah. And still function. And call her out the way in an, yes. a, like a fair way. Mm-hmm. Like, okay. Yes. Amber, that's enough. You're going too far. Yeah, <laughs> you're, th- th- yeah, we're done. I do love the conversation she has with Trudy. I love everything about it. One, because it really does help you understand where Amber's hurt is coming from. As she says mm-hmm. to Trudy, it was it was immediately. It was love at first sight. The minute I saw him, I felt this. And then Trudy's like, why didn't you say anything? And she's like, I wanted to wait till it was real from him. And that means yeah. like she knew what she felt for him was real, but she waited until she was sure that what he felt was equally strong so that she mm-hmm. could trust him with her feelings. So it's like it makes this perceived betrayal all the worst for her. 
because she mm -hmm. held off for so long and he was earning her trust that whole time and finally she let down her guard with him and this is what she thinks happened ow man that's a javelin oh yeah Mm -hmm. I'm like, ooh, yeah, that that would really be that would be so painful, you know. She legit waited until she was absolutely sure Bray wouldn't betray her or hurt her, and this happened. And no wonder she wants to eat everybody. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. And he hasn't exactly had a good track record as far as the women in the tribe go, you know. <laughs> So he like seems a little flighty, I suppose. Yes, that's mm -hmm. what I'm. That's what I'm getting at. You know, so her seeing that and knowing that information, and then knowing what she knows from Trudy, I understand her immediately jumping to yes, this is what happened. She can't give him the benefit mm -hmm. of the doubt, you know, and that sucks. But I also like Trudy's part in the conversation too. When Trudy realized now, Trudy was she's had, she had to deal with the fact that Amber and Bray had gotten together, and Amber yep. had mm -hmm. accidentally violated the girl code by not discussing it with her, all that stuff. And she had to deal with that. But this is the first time Trudy's realizing that Amber actually held back what she felt for Bray the entire time. And you can see the shift in Trudy's eyes. Like, mm -hmm. holy crap, you've been in love yes. with him since we got here, and yet you didn't do anything about it. You held it back. Mm -hmm. Yes. It raises her, her respect for Amber. You know what I mean? In that moment, mm -hmm. like yeah. Amber could have gone after my, you know, Bray, but she never did. And it wasn't because she didn't Bray. care, you know, it was because she was trying to be a good person. And yes, I love that realization on Trudy's face because she immediately starts trying to give Amber hope, mm -hmm. which I thought was really beautiful. Like as soon as she realizes the depth of Amber's feelings for Bray, how long she has mm -hmm. felt this way. That's when she goes, well, maybe it wasn't what we thought it was. Like, she immediately starts fighting for this relationship. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think that's where, you know, things change a little bit for, for Trudy and Amber. Yeah. As far as the relationship goes, and you see it blossom, you know, like from here. It, it's, it's really good. I liked it. Yeah, I love that. And she, I was like, Trudy, get a gold star. <laughs> Absolutely. That, Trudy, I love that girl so much. She's like, maybe... Maybe it's not what we think. Maybe there's another reason, you know, and I, I just, I love that. Because for a second, she was commiserating with Amber. Yes, know? I think she was committed to the mm -hmm. idea of letting Amber think that this is what happened. She was like, yeah. well, okay, whatever. He did it to me, you know. Yeah. And, but then she and realized then, and. Oh, my gosh, this is real. Mm. I, You know what I mean? I want to help the. Uh, yes. It's very sweet. Yes. It's really beautiful. She definitely becomes a Bramber fan. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't really have anything to add to what you guys already said. Yeah, I can't really even judge Amber's snap decision or her assumption about Bray. Like, um, oh. because of considering where their relationship is, and this is basically the first real hurdle of it. When I was Amber's age, I often reacted the same way to a perceived betrayal by a boy I was dating. I had zero tolerance for it if I heard you liked another girl if i thought you didn't want to go out with me i would end that relationship immediately and uh so i can't judge amber for also making that assumption that bray did this and our relationship's over you know what i mean um because i was quite the same way at her age gross you hate us so much you find us some more out there 
Yeah, got it in one. Thanks for volunteering, Ryan. I did? <laughs> Don't <laughs> even think about it. But he's hungry. We all are. If he starves, he starves. Amber, will you stop being such a pain? Just because brain- This has nothing to do with brain! It's survival time, or hadn't any of you noticed? One of the recipients of Amber's rants is Chloe, and the issue of food it gets brought up. Um, and while Amber says that we have to think about survival now, and that's something I just wanted to talk about a little bit. Because, um, what do you think about the tribe's kind of that kind of reaction to the food situation? Because it doesn't seem to have sunk in for a lot of them. Um, they're still feeding the pets. Um, they don't seem that pushed to try and get food. Like, do you think their priorities are a bit misplaced at the moment? I think it makes perfect sense for the kids um, because Celine earlier mentions that they should not tell the children that that was the loss of the food. So Chloe and Patsy most likely didn't even know that that really was the last thing they had. So can't blame them for feeding their pets and they've always tried to feed the pets. Oh no, yeah, not, not blaming the kids, but the adults in the group. that You have food there, you should kind of use it mm-hmm. you need it in this desperate situation yeah i think it's um a part of holding on to some semblance of normality um in a survival situation there if you can maintain some level of what life was like before then it you can stave off just how bad things really are you can feel like okay we're okay we are okay we're not the kind of people who have to eat our dogs you know um we're normal, we're, we're above this line of desperate. And so having pets that they are like, there's a line we don't cross, we don't eat them. It makes life feel a little normal. And, uh, and, and when you have the majority of the people in the group saying, yes, we really require that normality. So we're feeding the dog, mm-hmm. you know, we're feeding the chickens, we're feeding the pig. Having a pet, having these animals makes things just feel okay. And, you know, usually it's only the minority in the group. Someone like Lex, who's just like, why are we feeding these creatures? (laughs) This is, um, and so, you know, when you cross that line to things getting so desperate, you can't even hold on to that normality. It's like people in poverty, if they can keep, have a phone, if they can afford a phone, things are okay. We're doing okay. But the minute you can't Mm -hmm. afford something as basic as a phone or being able to wash your clothes, that's when it hits you how like you're in desperate straits. This is really bad. Um, and that tears at you, that rips at you, you know? And so I do think in survival situations, people cling to any sense of normality they can and having pets is part of theirs. And uh, so, yeah, you don't want the children to know that maybe we shouldn't be feeding the dogs, you know, I mean, feeding the dog or um, you don't want to tell them that this is how bad things are getting, that this is actually a question on the table. If we should, Eat, we like like says we have a buffet. Why are we? Why are we hungry? <laughs> what are we doing? You know, but I feel that for many of them that would be crossing the line out of what's normal for them into some place they can't come back from, like psychologically. Yeah, and remember, one of the people who says no, their pets were not eating them is Trudy, who even when starving and pregnant refused to eat hot dogs. Yeah. I mean, her principles were being a vegetarian before the virus. And it says something that Amber, who's always fought for this bit of normality for everybody, mm-hmm. uh, is 
now, you know, in such a desperate place of anger and just anguish and hopelessness that even she's like, don't feed the dog, you know, and it's like, what? Like, Amber? Yeah. Coming from you? Yeah. How bad are you feeling, you know? And, and if anything, it's not like you're going to eat Bob. Porky, sure, but not Bob. No. Yeah, I think one of the things that plays into it is that up till now, every time they had a food shortage, it got solved. That's another thing they took for granted. Yeah, yeah. That's exactly. Bray yeah, they got very really comfortable good. and complacent, and Bray was who brought in the food, yeah. He was really good at providing for them, and now he's gone, and the whole mall's like, what are we going to do about food? How are we going to yeah. get food, you know? Nobody wants to go out there. Show us how important he is. Yeah. And it's a lot more dangerous to go out there now. Nobody's trading, you know? Mm. No, and they always downplayed Bray's use. But mm-hmm. It's moments like this where it really shows what he did. Sure. I think it also speaks to just the, the hope unraveling. Like, they, you know, the virus shows up and the kids tried. They decide to respond with hope, optimism. We can beat mm-hmm. this. We got to try and beat this. And they were able to hold on to it for so long. But then all this stuff starts going wrong. You get this stuff, you think it might be the antidote, but you don't really know. You didn't really get any answers. And then, you know, you you're, you get attacked. Your mall gets sacked. Everything you've managed to save up for yourself, all your resources have been taken from you. You know, so, you know mm-hmm. the people who are supposed to rescue you took your only hope for the virus away. And they took your provisions person. At some point, you lose yeah. that hope to keep going. And you can see everyone sort of kind of falling into a chaotic despair. Like, what's the plan? We don't even have a plan now. You know what I mean? It's like Jack's trying to go through those files, but what the heck is he going to find, you know? And you can feel it's just all falling apart. (laughs) It's like the Titanic sinking. They were able to maintain order for only so long until the reality of this boat is going in the water. (laughs) It's falling apart. (laughs) I do like that. The moment they get that far down ryan finally realizes what he has to do that he has to be the one to step up he's the only one yeah but i i just like that moment you know yeah it it was very big of him and i loved him coming he's been coming into his own so much Mm -hmm. over the last you know few episodes and seeing him really be like yep this is what i have to do this is what we're gonna do and they do it they get it done good for him maybe the others can help what you know, like a crossword. You can do them faster if everybody pitches in. Dal, do you have any idea how dangerous this is? Whoever has the antidote has absolute power. And if Topat knew we had the formula, or Ebony. Or even Lex, if you wasn't dying. Jack continues to work on the computer files from Hope Island, and he thinks he's finally onto something when he spots a repeated reference to the word eagle and what he believes to be a numerical code. Dal suggests sharing the code with the rest of the tribe to see if anyone else can puzzle it out, but Jack is immediately wary, knowing that if this leads to a formula for the antidote, that they need to be careful about who has the knowledge. Yeah, panel, that's what I want to focus on for the moment. Like, what did you think about Jack's thought process here? And like, kind of hints to the series two story, and that's going to come. And yeah, do you think anyone in the tribe really couldn't be trusted with the formula? Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. Oh, for sure. Yeah. I mean, it, it, I think it. Jack, I think, always has a little sense of paranoia mm-hmm. to him. Um, so it makes sense for him to to feel that way. And it is very smart and it's logical. And yeah, there's definitely people that can't be trusted. I think Jack realizes very much that right now, at this instance, 
Amber might actually be one of those people. Yeah. Because if she would have known for sure she had the formula to the antidote, she would have bartered that for Bray in a heartbeat, you know, just to get him away from her. It's a fair point. Yeah. I think, if anything, Jack has recognized if you give the wrong people power, mm-hmm. um, yes. you don't know what they're going to do with that. Um, yes. And he's already seen things like, what did Lex do when he had the power of being in charge or the power of, you know, being able to bully Jack into giving him, you know, not telling on him for stealing water, you know, he immediately used that power for ill. And uh, that's what many people do. That's what Jack has seen around him. Being a small person, he's very familiar. Mm -hmm. Powerful Mm -hmm. people using that power for wrong you know and um yeah and that it doesn't hurt that jack is uh himself tends to think along the lines of the darkest things that he would do to people if he had the power to do it mm-hmm. so yeah. he's very quick to assume that they'll do it to us if they have the power to do it so i i, I thought yeah that makes sense that he might he would be the one to think of that and he, he does have a point, because other than Dal, who can he really truly trust with that information right now? Yeah, I think Dal's the most neutral person there could be. You know, imagine the little ones, if they manage to slip outside, get into trouble, and get picked up by a big bad other tribe. You don't want them to have that kind of information to just spill. But at this point in time, like everyone's kind of, you want to get it out there to the sea. It's not like a bargaining chip kind of... Mm-hmm. So if you saw, I mean, it's it's like it's about keeping everyone alive. It's not like a yeah, but that's just it. You, you know, Jack's thinking would the mall rats would use the antidote to help other people, but the mm-hmm. last few days, but right, others wouldn't. The last few days have already shown us. Okay, put it this way: Why did Tribe Circus attack the mall? Because they thought they had something there. You know what I mean? That's the only reason why they showed up to try and take stuff from them. You know, because Casey had traded with a lot of batteries and then he had a pig. And that's the only reason they went there to take from them. The only reason Ebony mm-hmm. even bothered to come and rescue them is because Lex told them what he found, what they found on Hope Island. So if anyone found out that they had the antidote, like, I don't blame Jack. Like, we can't just tell anybody that. It, that innocently gets out no. there. Not only that makes us a target. You know, mm-hmm. um, and then it could be used poorly because Ebony took their only hope. She's not sharing it with anybody. You know, she's not looking into how she's not trying to like see what's in that. She wasn't trying to test mm-hmm. the sorry. She wasn't testing it. She wasn't trying to figure out how to make more. You know, she was completely irresponsible with that yeah. stuff. And so yeah, I mean, I just I'm on Jack's side. You can't just let anybody know mm-hmm. what this might be. Uh, yeah, so you mean I think this is just my issue with season two, I guess. I I would have just told everybody. <laughs> I would have just kept everyone alive. <laughs> I would have just told everybody. Um, put everyone back onto, uh, yeah, but that's because you're a nice person. Like, put everyone back onto a level playing field and like, whatever happens after that is like after that. But like yeah, that's Yeah, but what if you, you figure know. out the formula and then find out that the ingredients are rare? Do you really want everyone to know? And risk having the chance of not being able to get the ingredients. Well, everyone knows you're giving them a fighting chance, isn't it? You're not keeping it just to your yourself and your, your little team <laughs> that can hopefully get it all together. You're giving everyone else a chance, and obviously traders going on to other cities. And you're like, yeah, I don't know. I'm, I'm not. Yeah, but I don't know. It makes sense. I don't know. It makes sense to make sure you're safe first, 
before you help others. Excluding how the power issues dealt with in season two, because I totally see where you're coming from, Lance. Mm -hmm. um, I'm not going to address that yet, but I will just say in this instance, I understand why Jack doesn't want to tell anybody. One, they haven't figured out what they know. And yeah. Yeah. again, the last few days, I, I would be like, I don't want anyone to know what we're working on to yet either because even an innocent slip of information could cause a lot of trouble mm -hmm. um so i get it. i'm just saying in this instance i understand why jack is just like yo there are people in our own tribe we can't trust with certain information yeah. so mm -hmm. sure. until we know what we're dealing with let's just keep it on the dl just you me and my boyfriend we'll figure it out <laughs> and then know what mm -hmm. we're dealing with we will share it with everybody because as soon as jack believes he knows what he's dealing with that's his first instinct to tell everyone yeah but until he knows what they're dealing with he's like guys ah, just keep it between us <laughs> mm -hmm. okay can we talk about the miraculous recovery of lex please <laughs> it's amazing it's that like magic incredible <laughs> I, it was the best thing i've ever seen what are you guys' <laughs> bets on the time frame that it took from start to finish. My only real problem mm -hmm. with it is that now I mentioned um, before that they were subtly showing in his makeup that he was slowly getting better. And mm -hmm. I was like, oh, look at that. That's kind of cool. Yeah. That's nice. But I don't like how in one scene Lex looks one way, still looks pretty sick, still looking, feeling pretty badly. And then legit the next scene, him and, you know, Zandra are interacting. He's fine. And I'm just like, what? You literally just brought him that food and he hasn't finished the food. How did he get better in the span of holding this bowl? I don't. She, she brings him mm -hmm. the food and tells him he needs to eat. He says he's not hungry. And then the next scene we see them together, she clearly has left the room for a second and has returned. And now she's addressing him and he's, he hasn't even mm -hmm. finished eating. I'm like, how did he get better within the span of like a half hour? If that, I, I don't think that was, I was very well edited together. And above that, how did his hair suddenly change back? Suddenly shiny and black again. Magic. <laughs> it's the only explanation. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I know people's hair might turn white due to traumatic experiences. I'm like, mm -hmm. does it gain color back? Can you, like, give your no, hair no, therapy? No, no, it doesn't. No. no. No, it stays. Even if it would gain some color back, it would grow out. Right. <laughs> They dyed it, okay? They dyed it. They thinned it out and they dyed it. It's one of those very inconsistent things like when people get the virus and what happens when they get the antidote. But <laughs> Yeah, it was pretty bad. I didn't like the editing of that, of how quickly he, he looks this way and then boom, next scene, he's better. I'm like, All I can imagine is the skin peeling off like Elmer's, you know, glue off your hand, mm -hmm. you know? And it's, it's brand new skin underneath and it's just beautiful and... And that's fine. It's mainly the hair I have the issue with. It's kind of like when, uh, it just reminded me of like a magic spell, you know? Like if this was magic, it mm -hmm. would have totally made sense. Like King Theoden. Right, that's know, what I'm saying. Yeah, it's magic. Once, you know, Gandalf the White frees him from the spell he's under, yeah. he's suddenly a young king again. And it's like, oh, it's because it was magic. Yeah. It's fine. But um, this is supposed to be science. And <laughs> I'm just like, okay. Let me pretend it's magic. Hey, it's science, and it's by the same company that tried to reduce a aging. Is that what they were after when they created it? They wanted everyone to look young again. 
I got nothing. I got. I, yeah. can, I can't defend it. I got nothing. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm still like trying to think how he got all his energy back straight away. Like it was jumping up and down. Like it was. Mad, how did yeah. he not notice that? Amazing. How did he not notice he was feeling a little better? How did he not look down at his hands and say, "Wait, wait a second. You know what I mean? Like even Glenn, when he was feeling just a rush of energy from you know all the herbs Tyson was giving him, was like, "I feel better." Mm-hmm. You know, Lex didn't notice any of this. <laughs> hmm. <laughs> I don't. I, I I have no words, to be honest. I want to know what was in that food. Miracle rice. Mm-hmm. Say it was just mashed rice, wasn't it? Was I mean, Minute rice! Dream <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> But apparently it's magic and we need some. What I think is great with the antidote is, like, he takes it and he takes it and he takes it and it, there's no change. And then all of a sudden he doesn't take it. And like, how long did he go starting, you know, to take it? this like so is there an incubation period apparently well most medicines even antibiotics take a couple of days before they're effective yeah it's usually you have to take a round of them every day or like you know mm-hmm. and you yeah yeah i know so i think I with know. lex um like that is what's interesting because we'll never know if one dose would have been enough and ebony just didn't have the patience to mm-hmm. wait it out and see mm-hmm. you know like she Maybe she didn't have to yeah. give him three of those things. She could have given him one and just left him in isolation while it coursed through his body. Yeah, and, that's what I'm wondering. Um, but that's why, again, Lex is that you can't you can't decide how the virus works by watching Lex because he's such a unique case. That's true. Story wise, I will say it's actually a fun surprise for the viewer because by this point, you're convinced Lex is done. He's already been given the yeah. experimental, like you've given up on the stuff that they found on Hope Island. It didn't work. That's what you're thinking. Mm-hmm. You know, they, Ebony gave it to Lex. It didn't make him better. He poured out the rest. So that's that game. That's game over, you know? So it really mm-hmm. does a good job of bringing you to this hopeless place of like, well, Hope Island didn't give us any answers. You know, Jack's not finding anything useful in these files. Lex is going to die, you know? And then, it pulls it back and it's like what are you telling me that stuff actually worked you mean that what jack's doing isn't useless and i just think that's a really nice like journey for the mm-hmm. viewer to go through because you're, you're just starting to feel as hopeless as a kid you know jack doesn't find an antidote he finds coordinates you're like we don't want coordinates you know like and then suddenly it's like lex's hope again but what about jack cracking that code thing isn't he going to get the answer i'm sure he will patsy I'm just the backup plan, that's all. Yeah, let's um talk about Ty Sam. What do you think is gonna going through Ty Sam's mind here? Do you think she was simply trying not to crush Patsy's hope, or do you think she is kind of realizing that Jack is their best and only hope? Being diplomatic, I told you she's capable of it. Ty Sam doesn't yeah. believe that science is gonna answer this. Okay? She doesn't believe that Jack's gonna find the answer. She's made it clear that she doesn't think that's where the answer is. Oh, Jack will find something, but she doesn't believe that that's what's good for us, you know? And mm-hmm. so whatever he finds, she's like, don't do it. Don't take it. We, that's bad. Like that's, I can truly believe that going down that road is not the way we should try to save ourselves. And so I love the fact that she's being diplomatic with Patsy because she's doing what she's doing because she's trying to find the true answer, the true way to save all of them. But she doesn't, you know, do that to Patsy. She doesn't tell her, like, I'm doing this because, you know, j- what Jack is doing isn't going to help anybody. Instead, I I really appreciated her being diplomatic about it. I was like, okay. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. For once, she showed nice. compassion. Nice for- job. 
Yeah. There's no reason to strip Patsy of that hope. No. I appreciated it. Whatever gets you by. If that's if you need to believe that Jack will get you the answer, that's fine. I'm still here to save the day. <laughs> yeah. I, honestly, I'm going to say this. I think that Tyson might be going through a little bit of a spiritual block um, of doubt. Uh, I was thinking to myself, mm-hmm. now, if Tyson truly believes that spiritualism, all this stuff is what cleanses you and saves you from the virus, what must it have done to her head to watch her parents die? The people who taught her this. Mm-hmm. It didn't. It didn't save them. They died. And so, what frame of mind would you have to get into to not have your entire belief system destroyed? You'd have to believe that the grown-ups as a whole, as a monolith, were too broken to fix. But we're not them. There's still hope for us. And then, you know, she gets sick and she gets better, and that just fuels what she needs to believe. But I'm wondering if she started to doubt it because Lex wasn't getting better. Lex had gone spiritual journey mm-hmm. and all that jazz mm-hmm. and and when she sees him and believes like look uh, how happy she is yes i and know someone with faith restored <laughs> it's like yeah i almost hated to be happy for her and that i way, feel like you she, know? she's been mm-hmm. struggling with this you know what i mean needing to believe this and waiting for some kind of spiritual answer that she's on the right path you know because I truly believe she wants to save everybody. And I was like, you're having a rough time, aren't you, Tyzan? Well, uh, I wanted to make it up to you for ignoring you for Zandra. Forget it. Doesn't matter. It does to me. Why? Feeling left out now Lex is feeling better? No, it's not that. It's just I wanted to make sure I said sorry before I go. What difference does it make? Well, perhaps it doesn't. Um, but yeah, the question, main question here is, panel, how do you think Celine really feels about Ryan? I think she cares about him. I think she cares about him. I think she liked the attention that he was giving her. I think in this moment she might even even think that she loves him. You know? I, I, don't, I don't know. I think Celine always needs to feel... Like there's someone there who can help her, who can save her. And especially with her relationship with food, she had a lot of help from Ryan there. And now they're suddenly without food, which is very scary for her. And Ryan is the one to step up, you know? And, and that, I think that's one of her points of attraction to, to him. He's going to solve the issue for her. I personally think um, it has a lot to do with reliability knowing that there's someone you can actually count on and mm-hmm. you know Celine has abandonment issues she's been abused she was abused by her mother and um so she does latch on to people she thinks she can count on them and which probably explains the way she responds if they've let her down in any way shape or form mm-hmm. and um even if they aren't to blame she you know her response is to feel immediate dejection because it's like i depended on you and i needed you and you've just proven i can't depend on you and that is like a vital part of my my well-being and so you know here's ryan who was proving in the background all along that he was a very reliable person and they get close and then he's there for her and he's helping her through this and then you know he just like passes her off so he can take care of zandra and i obviously Celine felt very betrayed by that you know like I depended on you I thought I could rely Mm -hmm. on you 
And, and here he is like apologizing. I'm sorry, you know? And I think when I was, when I see her, like it's her forgiving him, like, okay, maybe it wasn't fair to put that on you, you know? Um, that he still is a reliable guy. He's still, you know, <laughs> he didn't abandon her. I don't know. I, it seemed like she was mad at him, but she decided she forgave him, seeing him for what he really is. That he still is a really great guy, and um, taking a leap, you know, to okay, I am gonna yeah. still trust you because I, at least I know you wouldn't betray me on purpose maybe on accident you might hurt my feelings you might not always get what i need but i you won't hurt me on purpose and that's worth something i do think she cares about him and it's it's scary step but i I think that's what she's trying to do take that step of trusting him and i think what helps with that is that he comes to her you know to, to tell her that okay he he feels like he did wrong and he wants to make it up and I think that help that really helps her in seeing him the way that she should again. It also helps that she's comparing his perceived act of abandonment to actual ones she's suffered in her life and realizing that, okay, Ryan didn't really abandon me or anything like that. He still is a reliable person. He still cares about me. You know, um, yeah, I do think she cares about him. And just like anybody else, she's got tons of baggage she's bringing into that relationship. <laughs> you think she loves him, though? It's probably too soon to tell. She's, what, 14, 15? She likes the idea of having someone that wants her. Yeah. Maybe it feels like love. Well, most teenage girls do. Yeah. And, you know, suddenly, with Lex being better, Zondra isn't competition anymore. Yeah, I think that might also play a part in it. Like, she was upset that he had... Um, yeah. Abandon her for Zandra. But at least I think in some part of her brain recognizes that he wasn't trying to hook up with Zandra. He just felt like mm-hmm. he, it was his place to take care of her. You know, even though it still upset Celine. Um, but also I want, I kind of wonder, this is just me spitballing. Tell me what you guys think. Here's Celine, you know, in this codependent relationship with Ryan already. And the minute he can't quite take care of her or put all his focus on her, she feels hurt and betrayed. And then, you know, she's deciding to forgive him. But if you'll notice, she almost changes the way she wants this relationship to be between them. Like, she decides to go out with him to go try and find food. And when Casey and Ryan try to turn her into a damsel, she decides to prove them wrong. I almost get the sense Mm -hmm. she doesn't want to be Ryan's damsel. Like, she wants to be on more equal footing with him. Um Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know. I don't know what's going in her head, but I'm I'm like, is she reevaluating what their relationship is? She doesn't want to be someone Ryan has to save. She wants to be his equal. You know, I I don't know. I was just wondering about that. So I'm like, I can see that for sure. I don't want I don't want you to hang around me because you think I need to be taken care of. You know, yeah, I want you to choose me, Ryan. Because she sees mm-hmm. that that's how he is. Yeah, with Zandra. And she doesn't want to be Zandra. She wants yeah, to be different, like, you know. She, didn't want, she doesn't want to be yeah. the most damselly just to keep Ryan. Right. Mm-hmm. Like, I want you to be with me because you actually want to be with me, not because you think I need to be taken care of. But I mean, that's just me spitballing out there what might be going through her head. I can see that. Yeah. Well, yeah I mean, she does have that conversation with him during the train um, yard earlier where she says, like, they, she wants them to look after each other rather than he look after her. Mm hmm. Yeah, yeah, I think you're right. That is playing on her mind. Because if if Ryan was with her, 
and he was by her side and they were looking after each other. But the minute Zondra needed to be taken care of and Ryan's like, okay, this person needs more care than you. And he, you know, just stops focusing on Celine. What would that make you feel if you were Celine? Was he only with me because he needs someone to take care of? Mm -hmm. I don't want to be that. I want him to be with me mm -hmm. because he actually likes me and where it's an equal partnership between us, you know? And, and he's seen that being very needy doesn't get you anything. Just leaves you vulnerable. And yeah. you can tell Celine hates that about herself when she is feeling like that, when she feels mm -hmm. helpless and vulnerable. She hates it. See it a lot more later on in the show, you know? Mm -hmm. She wants to be able to respect Ryan. She wants him to be able to respect her. And uh, I like that little moment of forgiving him, like, baked beans. It was sweet. And then, like, you know what? I'm going out there with you. We're, let's, we're going to be partners in this. You know, I'm not going to stay back at the castle. <laughs> But one thing you, one thing I've noticed, you know, throughout the season, that in the beginning, and yes, of course, Bray was going out back then, but Celine's always one of the girls who says, okay, I'll come with you. Why can't girls go out and help? I don't know. You know, I like that about her. She's, she just wants to show that she can do stuff as well, that she's not to be locked up in a tower for safekeeping. It's a nice mirror image, though, because when she wanted to go out with Bray, it was just because she wanted to be with Bray. Mm -hmm. And this time it has nothing yeah. to do with being with Ryan so much as being Ryan's equal and actually playing a part in helping. So I really like that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It, it shows some growth for her because, you know, when she wanted to go out with the water, it had nothing to do with helping with the water. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely not. No. <laughs> and I love the part she plays. She proves that, yes, I can handle myself out here. I'm, mm -hmm. I may not, be, I'm not a dashing hero and I have weaknesses and vulnerabilities, but. You know, I want to be respected and seen as someone who has value and can contribute. I don't want to be a sad sack that everyone else has to care about or take care of or worry or, you know, um, I want to be a valued member of this team. I want to prove that I can be, you know, and she was awesome out there. Go Celine. Even KC was impressed. She was so quick to think on her feet at that moment. Yeah. Uh, the fact that they were going to take a 10-year-old out there to get food. But when she volunteered, they're like, oh, no, you're a girl. You can't. And she's like, are you serious? Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah, I'm going to prove you two wrong. Yes. Let's just ignore the kind of bashing of the heads with the motorcycle helmets. because <laughs> <laughs> Best fight scene ever. What are you talking about? Like, they're helmets. Aren't they supposed to protect the head? Maybe they counteract yeah. each other. I don't buy it. I didn't ask for your opinion. I know why you want Amber. It's to get back at him. Well, if you want her, you get her. I'm telling you. And I'm telling you. We know where we can get the antidote, and it's not in the mall. Spike? Wait here, you'll see. Okay, let's, let's move on to um, the juicy scene between Ebony and Bray. <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> Ebony gets her claws out. She decides that, nope, I've had enough, and she turns to revenge instead. Instructing Spike to go to the mall and bring Amber to her on the pretense that she has the antidote formula. But it seems that Ebony's power is waning because Spike doesn't believe her. Mm -hmm. And it seems that he's tired of her personal crusade. Um, yeah, Panel, what did you make of the Loco's like, blatant defiance to Ebony's orders and the cracks begin to show in her leadership? I loved it. This girl. I thought it was about time. She is her own worst enemy. Yeah. I was I was thinking about this and I'm like until Ebony heard from Lex 
that the ball rats had picked up something that could help with the virus. She didn't have a plan. Mm -hmm. She oh. hasn't had a plan through any of this. She, her plan is to stay holed up in the hotel and hope this virus doesn't touch her. You know, and it's like you are not going to be able to keep a mob of people who the only way that, you know, you rule them is through power and stuff. You're going to be able to keep them under control when you don't have a plan as the world is ending. And, and she's just spending all day mm -hmm. in denial, swimming in a pool. Yeah. Eventually, the rest of the locals are like, you know, they're dropping like flies. They keep finding people in their ranks who have this thing. They're getting, they're not using any real precautions to not get caught. There's several of them still out in the streets causing trouble and stoning other kids. She does not have a handle on this at all. You know, it's, it's like you're just watching it unravel and it's inevitable. I'm like, mm -hmm. Ebony, what is your plan? Even when you stole that stuff from the mall, you didn't do anything with it. You didn't like, we need to test this. We have to, not even to check its pH balance. You did nothing with it. I, I was like, I'm not surprised at all that it's falling apart and that the locos are like, they're looking to her for leadership and she's given them nothing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so true. <laughs> and I do like that Spike just says, now nah, you're just being a girl, you know, jealousy, pity. Petty little thoughts. We're not going to do that for you. Yeah, I think it's about time some, you know, someone stood up to her. <laughs> it makes me laugh that she's been able to keep up this facade. Legit. Like, mm -hmm. how? This tiny little lady. And no. then they see her with her pretty boy. And they're like, oh my gosh, she's acting yeah. like a girl. Yeah, exactly. Ew, our leader is not, a, is not as tough as we thought. Starts oh, messing man. with her masculinity. Why have we been listening to her? Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and she has no plan. That doesn't help. It just, it makes it worse for her. And you know, they're wondering, like, they understood why she took Lex. Mm -hmm. They understood what the purpose of that. He was a test subject. But now she's got Bray hanging around. And you know they're watching going, why is this guy here? Why did she have him a prisoner? She's not getting information out of him. We're not torturing him. We're not doing anything to him. Oh my gosh, she just has him here because she wants to be with him. Like, that's that's got to blow your cover. Like, Ebony, what are you doing? You're not even hiding what this is about. <laughs> You're trying to seduce Bray out by the pool. These people are being have front row seats to Dynasty. This is not what they signed up for. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I wasn't surprised at all. I was like, it's about time some of you grow a brain. Yeah. Because it seems like she only has the dumb ones hanging around. <laughs> The smart ones are like, they bailed a while ago. Mm -hmm. Oh, we know where they went. I think even Luke was gone by this point. No, he's, he's, in, the, he's in the crowd. He's part of them. Yeah, he's in the Was he? Huh. Is he? Mm. Yeah. I didn't notice him this episode. Luke wasn't very smart yet. <laughs> <laughs> he hasn't grown a brain yet. Luke always requires someone to tell him what to do. <laughs> yeah, he does. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Quick. Quick. What if? Like, if if they if if the locals had um listened to Ebony and brought Amber to the hotel, do you do you think Ebony would have the stones to like off Amber in front of Bray? No. Yeah. I really don't. Not now. Not at this point mm -hmm. in the show. I don't think she would. I think she knows quite well that if she would have Amber there and would be threatening to burn her at the stake or something that Bray would just cave and do whatever the hell he wants. Yes. 
Like, I, and I still don't think that she would do. I don't. I don't think she could follow through. I really don't. No, she wouldn't have. But she would have pushed him to get her way with him. Yeah, that's the only thing I think I I could see her doing. I agree with Maggie. I don't think Ebony would have been able to follow through with doing something to Amber at this point in time in order to try and win Bray. I don't think that's a calculated risk she would take. I don't. I don't think no. uh, Ebony would see that working out for her. Um, like, how would that work out for her? If she actually did something to Amber, Ebony has to understand Bray would be with her after yeah. that. Like, it would be over for her. There are certain lines she won't cross with Bray because she knows that would be it for her and Bray. Any hope of him ever speaking to her again or do, you know what I mean? Those lines, she she's afraid yeah. to cross mm-hmm. them with him. Oh, she threatens to, you know what I mean? She pushes as hard as she can, but there are just some things that she doesn't go and I don't see her offing Amber, but yeah, I definitely see her try- making Bray believe she would in order to get him to yes. crack and be like, it, like, I mean, she's just threatening Amber and Bray immediately cracks mm-hmm. and it gives her that satisfaction. You know what I mean? Um, it's just a bitter, I need to, I'm mad because I didn't win. So this girl needs to pay for that. But I don't think she would have crossed the line of actively ending Amber. You know, she would have locked her up somewhere. Yeah, you know, it would have. She would have tortured her. Yeah, for something. sure. Made her a slave. You know, get an infected person to you know smother her. Whatever. You know, <laughs> just something. <laughs> <laughs> Give her kisses. <laughs> if anything would have made the mole rats work their little butts off to get that formula quickly is would have been by infecting Amber. Yeah. But yeah, I don't think she would have done anything to Amber that would would, would be no. completely unforgivable or something she couldn't take back. You know what I mean? Because she'd still need to be able to yeah. look at Bray and be like, whoa, 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 I didn't, you know, because <laughs> that's still her end goal. Yeah, nothing permanent. Yeah, it's still her end goal is to win him, you know, or make him pay for not choosing her. But she still wants to win him, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, in the end, that's what she Even wants. If, and yeah. she doesn't really care how she gets it. She she. For she's thinking, sure, he'll only say he loves me to protect her, but I can fix that later. <laughs> mm-hmm. She's just throwing a tantrum. That's all this is. She's played all her cards with Bray, and she started this game thinking, oh, it'll be so easy to get him back. Because it was so easy for her to get him in the first place. And it's not working. And mm-hmm. it's like, are you telling me you actually love this girl so much and none of my wiles are working on you i can't handle that i can't handle rejection because my daddy didn't love me so someone needs to pay i do like that um the moment that break caves and goes with it no 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 no. i do want you just don't hurt her i do want you convincing (laughs) (laughs) it was he instantly goes nah you don't mean that too late bye (laughs) But it's oh, nice to hear you man. say it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, Bray, come on, you, you, <laughs> you gotta fake it better than that. <laughs> oh, man, that desperation. <laughs> Wouldn't it be great if it happened to like, really? <laughs> That's all you needed to say? <laughs> I knew you'd see sense. <laughs> okay, you guys, let him go. Everything's fine. <laughs> oh, that'd be great. Kind of sad in a way from Ebony's point of view. Like he could even fake it <laughs> at that moment. <laughs> mm-hmm. like, yeah, wow. like that is pretty sad. 
And then again, I'm like, Ebony, sweetie, why do you even want him? You don't even like him. No, she, she it's like, oh, I don't understand it. I really don't get it. Just let her go, honey. It, it's because she's like a toddler. She saw it first, so it's hers. And nobody else gets um, to play with it. You know what's interesting? Well, every, everybody else does. If Bray had liked her, Ebony has no problem rejecting him. She could have let him go. If Bray had ever actually showed mm -hmm. that he was still into her and still kind of cared about her, I think Ebony could have let him go. I really do. Ebony's problem yeah. is that, and it will continue being a problem with her, she'll never get over the fact that Bray got over her. That's what it really yeah. comes down to. It's the fact that she still yeah. can't she can't affect him any longer he never looks at her and is genuinely like i want to give that another try you know um that's what she can't get over because he still affects her that way and yet she has no effect on him and i think if bray had actually kind of liked her still you know it would have been no big deal for her to be like i don't want you it's just the fact that she can't have him and he doesn't want her that's just eating her alive uh-huh and it's probably also a little bit of regret over choosing the wrong brother, or at least not the one who managed to survive. I mean, she's the one who pushed him away and traded him in for Absolutely. thinking that that was the smart plan. And think how easy that was for her, because he still liked her. So it was really easy for her to, you know, mm -hmm. reject him back then. And yeah, she, she just thought that now Martin's out of the picture. She, she can go can back to Bray. Yeah. she can go back to Bray and Bray doesn't want her and yeah you're right it absolutely eats her alive Ebony doesn't like to be told she cannot have something no matter mm -hmm. what it is yeah I think if um if Zoot had tried to leave her for Trudy even though she didn't care about Zoot she didn't love him she would have fought to have him mm -hmm. just because yeah. she she would not have accepted him rejecting her no. For Trudy, even if she didn't want him, it wouldn't matter. It'd just be now. It'd be a matter of principle. She can't lose him that way. She can't lose. She has to have She's him. She's not sharing. No, it's hers, all hers, and nobody else gets to have it. Even if she doesn't want, really want it. It came to me in a dream. It kept coming back all night about a mountain. Mountain? What? What? What kind of mountain? I don't know. It was just a mountain and a bird. What, what, um, what, what kind of bird? A great, big, beautiful eagle. So that leads us to our final thoughts of the episode. Jack and Dow work out that the numerical code is actually map coordinates for Eagle Mountain. But Jack struggles to convince the tribe to make the 20 to 30 mile trip without anything further to go on. That is, until Tyson reveals the visions that she has been having about the same place. Yeah, panel, um... What did you think of Tai San's visions being used as a plot device here, as well as the symbolism of both her and Jack reaching the same conclusion by different methods? I, I, I thought it was a good representation of how, in real life, um, sometimes it's like science has all the answers, but then sometimes you get these moments where something spiritual mm -hmm. happens and it's not really explainable. You know, we don't know why someone's cancer went away, even though they didn't get any treatment. And they're just like, I just prayed. I just prayed to my, my mean baby Jesus. That's what I did. And he healed me. And you're looking at him like, ow, how did that happen? And on some level, you have to admit, like, there's things we don't understand, you know? Um, I like that. It always made me suspicious. 
<laughs> that's I'm not a spiritual person, so that might just be why I can't read much into that. But I, I always found it very, very typical that Jack finds out what's going on, only speaks to, to it with about it with Dal at first, and then starts on about it, and suddenly C has dreams of the same place. Was Tyson there when he revealed it? When he was talking, I didn't think so. Um, no, but that, <laughs> but that doesn't mean he hasn't heard about about what Jack found because you know the kids actually still speak to her. No, uh, I. If they wanted us to believe that Tyson got this information from Jack, yeah. they showed her getting the information from Jack. The way it's framed is she had no way to know what Jack and Dal had discovered right. about Eagle mm -hmm. Mountain. She wasn't there. And that's the whole point. That's the whole point of bringing it into question. Is everything Tyson says BS mm -hmm. or is there something there? And I think that's just an honest reflection of spiritualism. You know, science doesn't always have all the answers. There are things we can't explain, science can't explain, and they have merit. Yeah. You know, um, it's the it's the show being mm -hmm. fair and judicial about these aspects. You know, Tyson isn't just a nutcase. <laughs> There's some truth to the things that she says and believes. And, you know, um, there are moments people have in their lives where, like, I think I just experienced mm -hmm. a miracle because I have no other way to explain what just happened to me. You know, you have people who, like, I think my guardian angel saved me in some situation. I felt hands on me or whatever, you know, that pushed me out of the way of a car. I don't, I can't explain that. I don't know what caused that. This is a part of life. Whether or not you believe in it or not, it does exist. And um, I really love the fact that they brought that in. And it does make you wonder. Like, again, we don't believe that she cured Lex, but mm -hmm. this brings into question what she does believe, you know? And it's, I've had these moments, you know, like, holy crap, I, I think I just experienced something that's not possible, but it did. <laughs> you know, and I can't explain it. I got nothing for why or how that happened to me but it did and yeah I, I i really do like it i thought it was a very fair uh look at science and spiritualism and i love the fact that both jack and tyson get to the same answer by mm -hmm. different methods it's a very mm -hmm. fair look at their different methods neither one of them is completely right neither one of them is completely wrong and that's why we're supposed to consider both rather than write off either of them i guess Maybe it's a lesson for Jack and Tyson as much yeah. as the audience, you know, because Jack writes off Tyson, Tyson writes off Jack, and yet they both got the same answer. I can agree with that for sure. You know, yeah. at least now she is his backup plan when nobody believes him. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's not the way she thought it was going to be, but she was waiting for the universe to give her an answer. And Jack needed logic to give him the answer. And I love it because the group, Oh, that isn't humanity. Jack has been busting his ass mm -hmm. for an answer for these people, and they don't like the answer, so they reject the answer. Mm -hmm. I'd be like, you know what? I'm setting them all on fire. <laughs> oh, yeah, I would have been, been angry so well. mad at them. Poor Jack, like, that was awful. I, I just love it because Jack's logic oh. isn't enough for them. They're just like, nah, it's a hunch, and we don't care about all the logic that you put into this answer. But then Tyson comes in with this very unexplainable dream. And that's enough to make them realize they. That would be incredibly frustrating, you know? especially since that. they've been talking about so much for so long that Jack was yeah. their only hope. And mm -hmm. Jack finally found something. He finally found something that was legit. There was something legitimate about mm -hmm. this, okay? 
and they were unwilling to even see it for what it is or see hear him out mm-hmm. even you know to it it was very disappointing actually yeah they did jack dirty i would have mm-hmm. been so mad i'm like i have i haven't slept like every moment of my life has been doing this so that we will survive and again just because the answer isn't what you guys wanted you're gonna reject and it. it's not even a horrible answer what did they expect was yeah. going to happen I know it's like they thought they were actually going they'd be like this is the vault with the antidote like how do they know though that the antidote isn't in this place that they're be they're go what did they were what did they think was going to happen like they're going to be sent somewhere to find the information yeah because they always instantly respond with a so what's the formula as if that would have been just in those files like I said that the all that hope all that optimism has broken down too much has gone wrong and so everybody's just in a really negative place. And there's just like, I almost wonder if they would have been more receptive if Eagle Mountain was just down the street. That's what I'm saying. Did it have to be within a five mile radius? <laughs> like, And then they'd be like, well, it can't hurt to check like, it out. Seriously. I, guess. <laughs> I do oh. think that they would have been more receptive if Amber had been in a better mental place at a point in time. Yeah. yeah it doesn't help that Amber isn't, at, you know, on board because amber would have been able to convince them no you guys we need to do this, this. is important you know? yeah. yeah so a couple of a couple of us are going there and the rest of you just stay here stay safe right. no amber's all screw it no she's stupid gloom and doom and we're all gonna die why do you have any hope at all there's no hope you know that's where she's at right now you have hope and boys cheat on you so it's point yeah yeah you have hope mm-hmm. and boys cheat on you and i'm gonna just i'm gonna ruin it for everybody <laughs> And while I do feel really bad for Jack um, and how angry I would be that it takes Tyzan's vision to make uh, him realize, yeah. like, to listen to me, they would have they done the same thing if the, the situations had been reversed. Like, if they were counting on Tyzan to give them some kind of answer and Tyzan was like, I dreamt about <laughs> an eagle in a mountain, they would have been like, really? That's the answer? They wouldn't have believed her unless, you know, Jack was like, hey, guess what I found in these Okay, eyes. but, like, Jack... Okay. But at least okay. no one ever said Tysan was their only hope. Right. Like, and Tysan dreamt about, she, she dreamt about an eagle and a mountain. Jack found this information in actual files. You know what I mean? Like, it's just, it's insane. It's insane. I, I get what you're saying. Jack got there by logical means. But my point I'm making is that people don't always follow yeah, logic. Yeah, that's true. And that's know? annoying. And the only reason the the only reason they agreed to go to Eagle Mountain is because both Jack and Tyson came I know, to the same yeah. conclusion. Yeah. You know what I mean? And that's when they can't deny that I don't know why they came to the same conclusion, but this can't no, be. No, I understand that, yeah. You know, why would Tyson you know, so it's like if it been either Jack or Tyson, it wouldn't have been enough to convince the group to go along with it. Mm-hmm. It needed to be both of them. They needed both the logical answer and a spiritual coincidence for them to realize this can't be ignored. That makes sense, yeah. It's the same reason they went to Hope Island, because they both, two groups had went out looking for information, and by itself, the information they found didn't, it didn't stick out as anything important. It's only when they realized that the information they both had found was compatible that they realized they needed to go to Hope Island. They wouldn't have gone if they didn't have both sides being able to cooperate yeah, the story. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So I do like that the story does that. 
I still think it's not fair that they just wrote Jack. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's, yeah. <laughs> I agree. Like that sucks, but that is human nature, unfortunately. Um, uh, people don't listen to the science. No, they don't. You are correct. <laughs> unfortunately, you are correct. And again, science doesn't always give you the answer. That's true. You know? And it's not fair to to write off things that don't make sense to you. You know. Um, and I like the fact that the show is just being fair mm-hmm. about it both sides of that uh, argument. <laughs> and I do think that some of them don't really know, like if Tysan can really do the things that she says she can do, you know? So when this happens, they're like, Oh my gosh, this is amazing. Like, Oh my <laughs> God, it's real. She's a magician. Like hey, the moment she came in, they, they instantly labeled her a witch. So that's what I'm saying. You know, like, and now this is, yep. I mean, it, I guess it all really makes sense, but poor Jack, you're right. That poor kid. Mm-hmm. Isan got her stuff sleeping. Jack found this information not sleeping. Not sleeping, not eating. Yeah. Poor kid. Well, Tarzan hasn't been eating either. She's by choice. She's starving herself She's by been... choice, really. Purifying yeah. herself. No food, lady. We know. You're just, it's a, it's a sham. For her meditation is work, guys. Oh my god! She put the hours. She didn't eat, so Bob could eat. I would be mad if I were Jack because Tyson got the answer and she got arrested. Yes, that's what I'm saying. (laughs) Like Like, that is exactly what I'm saying. You know, and he would have given anything for some food, and she's like, "Nah, I'm good." And for sleep, I'm good. Right. He's all stressed out and strung out, sleep deprived and starving. He just looked at some room. I'm good. Look at these candles. Oh, the universe gave me the answer. Jack's like, S- why couldn't the universe give me the answer? I'm bust right. my butt to find the answer. You're not open to the universe, Jack. He did reject, reject the universe, it. though. He did. He I did mean, he, he even worked. He even totally sent stupid crystal. But he had been all but rejecting it up until maybe that point. <laughs> That's not the same. Yeah, it's not the same. No, as he's so universe. not with it. He's not woke, okay? <laughs> Thanks oh, for that. I just love all their faces. Yeah. Like, I'm sorry, what? Did you did you say a mountain? And I love that Jack at this point is so desperate yeah. that even validation from mm-hmm. Tyson is enough. See, yes. like, See? we need oh. I will I will take the tra- the crazy girl support. Mm-hmm. We're going. Yes. <laughs> Jack's like spiritualism for the win. <laughs> At some point, it just doesn't matter how they get to the point of as making. As long as they get there. <laughs> yep. Wow, man. So that brings episode 50 to a close. Thank you very much to the panel. And we'll see you next time for episode 51. So until then, bye. 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 Bye.